Welcome back to another episode of the Laser Tag Podcast. We are back here. It's been a good five weeks, guys. And Christian, I think it's been a little longer for you. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm working, so that's a plus. Can't you know, that's what happens. That's what happens when when real life happens. We just don't get to record, and it's it's been too long, guys. I miss both of you. You know, um, <laughs> uh, Mike, how we doing? How's the nursing treating you? Staying busy, staying healthy. That's all that matters to me. That's right, healthy and happy. That is that is like this guy recently bought a house, and he is living mm-hmm. happily there. Um, and Christian, you are working hard, and I love it. Yeah. Love to hear my guys succeeding in life. Um, but here we are. We're back. We're going to start talking about the NFL here. We we did a little, I think me and Mike did division winners before the season. I just like to go over that real quick, uh, Mike, to see how we're doing. Do you have it? I don't have it. I'm going to I'm going to honestly try and go off the top of my head. I know mine and I assume you might know yours. No, I don't. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it was the NFC West that I know I, I don't even think I'm anywhere close to right now. So that's the one we'll start with. I had Arizona. I believe you had L.A. I think I had L.A. And Arizona's looking good right now. I'll take credit for that one. We both had Green Bay. I think that was a wash. Tampa Bay, we both had that. Um, we both took the Washington football team. Yep. Ugh. And um, week one really kicked us where it hurts the most with Ryan Fitzpatrick going down. That's the only and... reason why we're not correct. That's the only oh, reason. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 5-0 yeah. and oh, Fitzpatrick was, was still playing. Um, but – Dallas, you know, let's talk about Dallas for a second. As an Eagles fan, I'm a Dallas hater. So I'm going to leave my opinion out of this. What do you guys honestly see of the Dallas Cowboys? Mike, you want to go first? So I was just going to say, um, being a nurse, only able to watch on even weeks, it's been, uh, I haven't been able to watch Dallas. And it's been kind of nice because I hated Fox four o'clock game always being Dallas. So it's been kind of refreshing for me. Um, but having C.D. Lamb on my fantasy roster does seem like he comes and goes and disappears in games. Um, guy, guy knows how to score, but it's just not consistent with him. Um, I mean, Dak seems to be having a great year per fantasy. Um, that's how I'm mainly following him because I'm not able to watch games as frequently as I used to be. So, I mean, all I can say is they got off to a rough start with like the Tampa Bay matchup where it's just they look really good, but they still lost. So you're like, uh, are they as good as we think they are? Or did they actually, are they not, are they just bad? And then go through the weeks, it's like Dax looks really good so far. And he's stayed healthy so far, thankfully. Zeke got off to a rough, rough start. But then yet again, at least he had more yards than the whole Patriots crew combined. So that's something. Um, I mean, the the defense is what's really surprising to me. I thought maybe it's the Cowboys. I thought maybe they'd give up far more points. But, I mean, other than the Tampa game, they haven't really, like, given up a hell of a lot. And then Trayvon Diggs is a stud. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Diggs for half a second here. I, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for a second. Diggs has six interceptions. That's that's incredible. I'll give him that, right? Six interceptions. However, he is on pace to break the defensive back record for most yards given up in a season. 
Now, do you take those interceptions and say, heck of a year? Or do you put anything, put any stock into how many yards he's given up? Personally, I don't put any stock. I mean, like, yeah, it's obviously a liability. But what are teams doing off of those yards that he's giving up is my question. Yeah. If, if you're not – if you're giving up all those yards and they're, they're not holding them to three or they're not even scoring, then it doesn't matter. Because later on that game, he's probably going to get you a pick that might give you points as well. So he's going to make up for it. And I think that's the thing that you see with all the great corners. They're all gamblers. Champ Bailey, Ty Law, like – you got to gamble on the ball in order to make that kind of play. Um, the ball's not being thrown right to you, obviously. So you're going to give up yards. I wouldn't say gamble more so like, I guess you could say gamble, but I'd say more like calculated risks, sort of say. Whereas sure. gamble, it's like hit or miss where, as with these all pro guys, like you said, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, will throw Gilmore in there, Darrell Revis. Like, sure, they gamble a little bit, but most of the time I'm willing to bet, like, they've studied and seen tendencies and whatnot, and they're able to diagnose stuff so quickly that it's like, all right, I know what's happening. If you throw to me, you're dead, pretty much. That's that's what I think. And I get what Tommy's trying to say, that he's not a lockdown corner like – like what some of these all pro guys were where like you're completely just not throwing against them. Cause obviously teams are, but like for me, I would have to look up how many points is he letting up? And that that's a bigger issue to me than letting up yards. Cause Ben, but don't break has been the facility and off defense of many teams throughout the history of the NFL. So if you're not breaking, but you're just giving up yards. It's just a padded stat at that point. Yeah, I mean, let's. I think that you can make a comparison between him and like J.C. Jackson. Like, they give up catches, sure, and they they give up some yards, but they also can make the big play and get a lot of interceptions when they get their hands on the ball. And I think the stat of the yardage too is kind of inflated too, just by the NFL now. Hmm how many times are teams actually running the ball compared to 20, 30 years ago when all they did was run the ball. So I don't know. Nah, that, those are fair. Those are fair. I just wanted to throw that out there. Just play devil, devil's advocate just a tad. And I do no, think you want to um, play, I'm an Eagles fan and he sucks. No, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not going to say that. I won't say that. Cause I don't think he sucks. Um, you, you saw last year, a lot of the times he was getting beat and points were being scored on him. Um, opposite of this year where he's been able to make the plays. And I think Dan Quinn's defense has allowed him to do that because he has safety help just about every play this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, I think the biggest change for him has been the scheme he's in from this year to last year. And I think he's shown out because of that personally. And it also could be because this is his second year and he's more used to it, whereas it's the rookie year. Like maybe you get a, you try to do too much your rookie year because you want to get noticed whereas second year it's like more coming to him like all right i'm starting to figure it out a little more and i can these are the times i can take these gambles and whatnot 100 uh we'll move to the afc we both had tennessee winning right now they're 
they're not looking good, but they're in the lead for the division. Um, the one we both missed on right now, KC, obviously in last, and the Chargers are sitting there in first. Um, does that surprise anyone? The Chargers are the best team right now in that division? For us, real quick, we did both have them, though, in the wild card. So we had them being good. Yes, but does it surprise you that they are in first, first and foremost, but also beating all these teams that are supposedly better than them? I think KC surprises me more than the Chargers surprise me. I would agree with that because you think KC just pulls out wins when they're not supposed to, like we've seen the past few years. And like, and I'll, like going off this real quick is we were all amazed by what Tampa Bay was able to do in terms of bringing everybody back where Kansas City let offensive linemen go, but we all said in the offseason, oh, their offensive line has gotten better with these moves. So it still kept that core of uh, Hill, Kelsey. I mean, you can add Hardman to the core, but they really don't use a wide receiver three. And that defense is still the same suspect defense it was last year. So really nothing should have changed. And, yes, I know they're dealing with injuries now, but to see – the them have the same record as my Patriots. Feels good, doesn't it? It's sad. <laughs> it's yeah. And uh, plus, yeah. What I think I want to make one point with the Chargers. I I think we just it can't be overlooked right now. They found themselves a quarterback, a legitimate like star quarterback for the I mean, future. Both, me and Mike were texting this morning. He's our MVP currently. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. So, like, you could be surprised, I guess, with the Chargers and the fact that, like, you're expecting the sophomore slump to happen that seems to catch every QB, which hasn't caught him yet. I mean, it still could come next week, but starting next week. But he he right now is the best quarterback, best player in the league for me. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, next up, the North. You had Cleveland winning it. I had Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and put Baltimore as division leading right now. Um, we are recording this before Monday Night Football. However, they are 3-1 and one opposed to two 3-2 and two teams. So, division leading. Um, I think, to me, that's the most shocking. And Baltimore is playing as well as they are with all the injuries they've had to start the season. I think the crazy thing to me is going off those injuries. I saw reports today. I think it was from Schaffner that said teams are reaching out to Baltimore about their available running backs to trying to trade for them. Where Baltimore had, like, so many issues just even getting available running backs this year. So why would they even trade these guys that they had to square up out of the blue? Especially since we all know, like, Baltimore is going to pound. Like, they're one of the few teams that – if any team that just pounds the ball play after play after play. I think who is it though? They, they've gone with a couple of core guys and it's Latavius Murray and the rookie, right? Tyson Williams, who has Mm -hmm. been the two biggest behind Lamar, obviously who's going to take the most reps of running the ball out of anybody. Um, But which leaves what Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. Am I missing anyone they signed that they could trade? Those are the only two that I'm aware of. So, like, yeah, maybe teams are reaching out about them, too, but it still surprises me. Especially since we've seen Le'Veon Bell's recent body of work. And Freeman. Like, Freeman's been nothing special. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, back to 2018, they'd be pretty good 
pretty good additions, but um, we're three years in the in the future now. Um, so to me, Baltimore has been pretty surprising. And lastly, we both had Buffalo lead in the division. Um, you could argue they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Buffalo is going to Buffalo. That division doesn't put up much of a fight in my mind to them. Miami's look terrible. The Jets are going to jet. Patriots are still a work in progress. Um, yeah. But going off of those biggest surprises, this is good or bad um, in the NFL thus far. I, I gave mine already. I think it's Baltimore. I think if Lamar Jackson keeps this up, he could get another MVP. I know there's guys like Herbert, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, uh, Kyler Murray, but I think what Lamar is doing with the little help he has is greater than any one of those guys. If he continues it. Christian, I'll start with, I'll start with the biggest surprise on a positive. At least I'll go from the AFC and I'll say the chargers just because we're so accustomed to over the years, chargers finding a way to lose games, even though they, usually they have like solid to relatively good teams, but they all, they just seem to find a way to lose games. Whereas it's still early, but they're finding ways to win, which is obviously a plus. And then the NFC, I'd say Arizona just being that they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. I think that's like really surprising. But then yet again, well, I should say what really surprised me is how badly they destroyed the Rams because the Rams have you would think they have two legitimately like all pro studs there and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the defensive end and yet that whole defensive unit just got torched and even though Arizona had a average game at best against San Francisco and that's purely based off looking at the score and statistics but the fact that they're five and zero, that's just that's really surprising to me. The fact that they're two and zero now in their division is is just as impressive as anything too. Like that that's that division everyone came in the season. These guys are going to beat up on each other. None of these guys are going to have the best record because you have to face the other three two times. Um, but here we are with Arizona sitting at five zero. They beat the Rams once. They beat the uh, Niners once. The Seahawks now lose Russell Wilson for four to eight weeks, whatever that may be. Um, the Cardinals are sitting there pretty. I, I do. I don't think. I don't think any of us think they're going to stay undefeated for that long. Um, but I still have them winning the division. I think Kyler's improvement has has grown. He's grown into a pocket passer rather than just a scrambler making plays with his feet. Um, and he's tough to defend if he's a pocket passer. Yeah. So I was going to go Arizona as well, um, but mine was going to be in the aspect of I've have just never trusted Kingsbury since he's been in the league. So to see him actually be able to put an offense together that works in the NFL, I thought his offense was very much built for a college football scheme, much like Chip Kelly when he came to the NFL. And to see it actually panning out and working, which I do think has a large part to do with what Tommy just mentioned, Kyler being a better pocket passer this year, um, but also just insane weapons too, like Hopkins, AJ Green seems to still have a little bit in the tank. Uh, Rondell Moore is panning out very well. Big flash guy. <clears throat> um, so Arizona was definitely my one for the NFC. Um, I don't want to be redundant. So um, you I think big is just a disappointment as well. I know. I'll I'll hit my disappointment. But positive is Buffalo. Buffalo's made a lot of changes 
in terms of like their defense has been pretty solid this year. Like you saw it last night. This is right after the KC game. Like they took Tyreek Hill basically out of the game for a lot of that game. And from what I saw, um, doubling him, which is something that the Patriots have tried doing too in years past. And it does seem to slow that offense down, but like Buffalo's defense was very suspect last year. And it seems like they got a better pass rush going this year. And although their run game isn't great as last year, like it's just average at best, the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, a guy that looks like he can still be a true number two, has been immense for him. I think the biggest impact for them is Dawson Knox. Yeah, screw him. Oh, yeah. Getting Josh Allen a weapon as tight end like he's become, I think we saw flashes of it last year. He just never stayed healthy. But this year, that dude can move. He's quick. He's tall. He's athletic. He has the build. And that's the thing. He's he's been on the roster for a while, so you knew it was going to eventually come out at some point. Just we don't have to mention that name for the rest of the podcast for this week. Uh, uh, Why why is that, Mike? (laughs) Yeah, because he basically ruined any chances I had. Besides Mahomes having a terrible night, Austin Knox started it off. He knocked your fantasy team off? He did. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. He heard me basically, too. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Tennessee Titans as the biggest disappointment this far. And I, I get that they've had their wide receiver issues, Julio Jones – hasn't been playing. A.J. Brown has been hurt as well. Derrick Henry is still king. Um, Their defense is terrible. Um, Tannehill is playing as well as he can without weapons. But I I think – I don't want to say we saw it coming that Julio Jones isn't as healthy as he should be at this point in his career. But, like, we kind of thought that. We we were like, was Julio Jones going to be playing in this offense? Is is he going to be impactful? What was his role? Five weeks in, he he hasn't had an impact. Um, and I think the Titans are just disappointing in that aspect. So I would agree with the Titans being disappointing because this is a team that I thought offensively they should be running over teams. Like you have two star wide receivers that are, could make all pro teams. You have arguably the best running back in the game. Um, so I agree. Like this – and like to think that the Colts, if they – win tonight or only one game out like that just doesn't seem right um I think for me though the biggest disappointment I'm going to shift it to Ben Roethlisberger like he's a guy that had such a hot start at the beginning of last season and then he has just plummeted ever since then and I get it. He's a competitor and all this stuff, and he's not going to want to quit, but it's time to hang up the cleats. And not that I thought Pittsburgh was going to be anything great or anything, but that offense rides with him, and he's nothing. I think Tommy can throw a better football than him, and Tommy can't throw a good football. Hey, all I remember is uh, one week in one week in intramural football, JP decided not to show up because he only played 50% of his games in the contract. Um <laughs> So they tabbed me as a starting quarterback. And here I am, first pass of the game. I missed my receiver by 10 yards, and it was pick six. Um, that was the last pass I threw. So <laughs> uh, they took me right out. But, uh, yeah, I'll agree. Pittsburgh's disappointing. I mean, they were 11-0 and last year, and since then they've been 2-8. and eight. Um, 
Big Ben's clearly never going to be healthy again. No. Um, and I don't really think Pittsburgh has a backup plan for him not being on the roster. Anymore. And that's like the big Dwayne, issue. Dwayne Haskins is there. You could give him a shot at some point. I don't think he's going to be much. Um, they, they really haven't thought about stocking up picks for the next couple of years to go get a, a young guy. Um, it's just, will they lose out this year and get a higher pick enough to get a quarterback? Maybe I, I just don't think they've planned for Ben Roethlisberger's replacement. And that's the biggest issue I see too. So I've had this conversation with my uncle. I feel like I'm very dark where I was. Um, you are. I've had this conversation with my uncle recently and we were talking about it and he's friends. He, he used to work with somebody that was a Steelers fan and they were like, Oh, Mason Rudolph can turn into something. My uncle was like, Mason Rudolph's been in the league for five years. He is what he is at this point. But I think Dwayne Haskins could be Jameis Winston 2.0 where he just sits all season. And then you hope that he's the thing next year. Um, that I think that's what they're banking on. Truthfully. I think they're going to let him sit all season or play at the very, very end. But really not use them until next season. But then that becomes, at least Jameis got reps, and Jameis, well, throwing a shit ton of interceptions. He also threw a lot of touchdown passes and threw for a lot of yards, whereas Haskins hasn't proven that at all. No, he hasn't, and that's, what Tom, that, that's where I'm agreeing with Tommy. Like They just have no future at quarterback right now you're hoping somebody signs you come free agency or you're you're riding out with whatever you draft or Haskins or Mason like, or something. Imagine imagine if their plan right now is go get Aaron Rodgers at the end of the year. Imagine imagine if that's just like what they're thinking in the back of their mind. They're like Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. Let's go get him. I mean I you would think it has to be on their mind. It's just can they do it? And I don't think they can. I don't know if they will. Because the thing is, too, like you look at a lot of NFL QB rooms. What other teams really are going to say, we're going to give up our future in terms of like we just drafted a rookie quarterback this past year. And we're going to say, okay, well, now you go sit again another year and we're going to sign Aaron Rodgers. Or they have a veteran that they want to replace. And in my eyes, you go Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I mean, the Giants. Um, the Dolphins. Oh, whoa, 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 maybe. Hold up. Hold your horses. <laughs> what? Maybe. Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver. Uh, uh, football Minnesota? team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Minnesota is, has been shocking to me that they have been better than anticipated in my mind, but. Yes. Um, but like, other than those teams, like those are the teams that need a QB. So who is, who is he really going to sign with? Is what I'm trying to get at. So like Pittsburgh is in the legit conversation to be in the market for him. It's just. If you're looking at franchises, that I think Aaron Rodgers would want to join, Pittsburgh would be on the top of my list for those people, for those teams. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless you really like Pitts and Kyle, uh, Calvin Ridley, then maybe Atlanta, but I could not see him in, in Falcon, right? <laughs> I can't picture him in the New York market for one. He hates Green Bay market. 
Like, I can't see him dealing with New York media. Pittsburgh might be the place. Like, And who knows? Maybe somehow they work it out in Green Bay. I don't think they do. Maybe he retires. We don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just threw that out there. Seattle as after option. Russell Wilson traded. Yeah, man. Seattle oh, I forgot to mention Houston, too. That. Houston's in that list, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, Houston. Deshaun Watson to Green what, Bay. What about Indianapolis? What do you think? Well, what are you giving up on my boy Carson for? Because he sucks and he can't stay healthy. Hey, he had he is he's played like ninety eight percent of snaps this year, so I'm not sure what you're talking about healthy. I just find it this this is the funniest story. I just had this conversation too. So Saquon Barkley gets injured, and it's oh my god, I feel so bad for him. He's so injury prone. He just needs to stay healthy. Carson once gets injured, it's like he freaking sucks. Suck on that. Like. It's just a completely different narrative, all based on how you view that player. And it's just hilarious. Saquon Barkley's missed more games in his career than Carson, I will point out, too. Being uh, three years less in the league, too. Right. Yeah, we all feel bad for him when he gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel stupid for trading for him in a dynasty league. Well, yeah, that was dumb of you. (laughs) I had a great immediate return but from last week, but this week is... Yeah, let, let's let's talk about those injuries. The Giants lose literally seven of their eleven starters on offense. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster out for the year, shoulder dislocation. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what did he have like an MCL sprain or something? He's out yep. for a few weeks. It seems like Russell Wilson tore the tendons in his finger. He is also out, and it is the Geno Smith show in Seattle. Um, do we have any faith in Geno Smith to help Seattle stay? above water no he's been a backup too long if if and if he truly was anything special he wouldn't have been a backup for all these years because there have been qb needy teams that would have started it and And i would say i would say no too long i would say no too but it's not because of gino it's more so because that defense isn't any good see but that's where i would counter that offense is good enough like, you're going to be a game-managing offense now. You're not just going to be throwing the ball willy-nilly. You're going to be managing that clock better. So you need Carson, Chris Carson to be healthy too, I guess. But Which, <laughs> don't bank on that. Stay healthy. Don't bank on that. So Seattle, Seattle, they said minimum four weeks, I think I've heard on Russell, Russell Wilson. They get Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Jacksonville, then they're bye week. Let's say he misses those four weeks. Two and one. Two and one beating I'd New say Orleans one and two. Jacksonville. Who are the teams again? Jacksonville. It's Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. I had them beating New Orleans. Where, where is the New Orleans game, actually? I might change my um, It is home. Oh, yeah. I'll say two and one, though. So that would keep them at four and four. If Russell Wilson comes back after the bye, they then start with the Packers and Cardinals. I would say loss, loss. They you gotta, very well could be. I got to work him back in the game. I'd say a split. But either way, even if he's yeah. not healthy, all right, let's put Geno Smith in those two games. Now you're talking loss, about loss. two and three. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, not, not much faith in Geno Smith here. He played well Thursday night, but, you know, that might have been a little lucky. Um, you know who, who Seattle should go get? 
Cam Newton. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> they um, also, speaking, Sunday night football is Seattle and Pittsburgh. No Juju, no Russell Wilson. Um, but I get to see my boy Najee Harris, who went out of yesterday's game with cramps. Um, so hopefully he's okay. Needs to hydrate a little more. Um, what do we make? What do we make of the uh, the Giants injuries? They lost literally their entire offense. I don't. And think they were matters. actually they were actually playing pretty well in that game, competing with Dallas. Long term, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. That team wasn't going to be anything. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones made. I thought it was going to be a good play call, and then the Cowboys defense sniffed it out. And then once you lead your head head in with the helmet, it's like, no, that that wasn't going to end well. And Barkley with another stupid injury. And I don't mean stupid like he's stupid. It was just a freak accident. It was just – it's stupid that it even happened. It's also, by the NBA, way – It's an NBA injury more than an NFL injury. Seriously. Also, by the way, Daniel Jones missed that throw by a good, like, 10 yards too but that's what so. i was gonna say daniel jones has shown you daniel jones like it's not like he's been different than what he's been his whole career he has flashes exactly and then galladay has been a bu- galladay has been a bust so far the one the one offensive player that actually stayed in yesterday game, yesterday's game was the rookie tooney and the dude got ejected for throwing a punch yeah and he's probably going to get suspended or fined Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Giants get a top three draft pick and draft a quarterback next year. Probably should. Yeah. You got to start the rebuild at some point. Um, and if you don't, but, yeah. If you don't go QB. You got to go lineman because you need a line for Saquon to be behind. It's simple as that. The Giants uh, not looking great the next five games. They see the Rams, Chiefs, Raiders, Buccaneers, and Panthers. 0-5. <laughs> Maybe 1-4 um, at best. I left the sixth game off there because it's the Eagles and we're just going to roast them. So that's not even a game. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh, yeah, Josh... okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Jake. We're roasting you guys that week. Um, but yeah, that's the Giants. Uh, let's go. Let's let's go down to Florida. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars sitting at 0-5, one of the few 0-5 teams. Urban Should we go Meyer... down to Florida or are we going down to Ohio? uh yeah let's let's first go to that ohio bar he's going um, to he's going yeah. to california <laughs> what, what do you make of urban meyer's um iron situation simple. simple there's no excuse the craziest part I, is I, he owns that bar and there's a picture of him and his wife in the bar like a mural on the wall and this is going on like just fire the guy move on it's been a crap show since the beginning. You had the team breaking saying grind after they leave the little <laughs> huddle. Come on. <laughs> They're obviously making fun of him. They're not talking about the grind of practice. Fire him. Move on. You're a crappy organization. It doesn't make a difference. It's bad enough that you're all in five and the organization sucks, but it's another thing where you don't even travel with your team back to Jacksonville after a lot whether it's a loss or a win, you don't travel back with a team after the game. Build Parcells that's just, That reflects poorly. That re- that just reflects poorly. And Another I, stupid thing, too, is what year was it? 20, 20, we graduated 2018. What was it, 2017? They were in the AFC Championship, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or was yeah. it 2018? Like, look at where that team yeah. has gone 
from? Like, that team had a legit defense. And now it's blown up. Like, just to be fair, start... that wasn't his fault that the, the defense is blown up. No, no, it's the whole organization. No, we're not That's saying that. Saying. It's organization, organization. It's a terrible organization. So I guess that's your argument for keeping him as a coach because it's nothing new. You're a terrible organization. You keep the coach. But just fire. Move on. I never liked the hire from the beginning. I was so against it. Get rid of him. And then you, and then it was a joke that they brought in Tebow. Oh, I would have fired him right had, that too. Oh, come and on. Tebow had no business being back in the NFL. Honorable mention top 10 tight end right there. He was an honorable mention on our on our list, Tommy. Um, I still think he's the second best quarterback on the roster. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the NFL. Um let's uh, we kind of already mentioned it, but let's let's throw out a prediction here. Who's who's in the Super Bowl this year? Bills Rams. Bills Rams, okay. I was originally Kansas City Rams, and I don't know if I want to stay firm on that. Um, I'll go Bills Bucks. Bills and Bucks. Okay. I will go Kansas City and Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay. Wow, Green you're Bay. I'm choking the playoffs for once. Yes, I. I don't think they're the best team. I think they're going to hit a streak and they have Aaron Rodgers in a revenge year. Um, so this, this, this is the NFL portion of this one. We're going to do a part two to this. that will probably come later down the week um, about the NBA starting up here in the next week or so. Um, the NFL week five just happened. We'll get this out before week six. Um, so follow us laser tag podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We don't put a lot of TikTok stuff out anymore. Um, I'm putting one out tonight. Putting one out tonight. Look at this guy. Um, also, catch the Red Sox, Yankees. Yankees. Oh my goodness! They just Ooh, beat the race. Yankees. I just had to throw that raise. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say. we're taking the uh, we're taking the series tonight. Uh, so we'll catch you guys on part two for the NBA.